no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Dumb and dumb, I'd call And we're back. Uh, yeah, took a welcome back to the world. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, look, freedom uh, day. It's been it's been a long week for me. Um, you may have seen the Instagram story. Yeah, story we played. Um, I played. I posted uh, yesterday uh, on our Instagram saying that uh, I've had COVID. Uh, so yeah, I've been locked away in a room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What'd you do? Watch watch Euro highlights. Watch Euro highlights. Watch Netflix slash the three other streaming services. I just sort of like scroll. I was trying to look for a movie. I'd be like, nah, look at the other ones on the next one. Nah, Stan, nah, Amazon Prime, nah, Netflix, nah, Binge, nah. <laughs> and then back around the loop. Yeah. yeah. Um, and watch a little Love Island. Oh, uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I've fallen behind on that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're back. It's good to be back. It's good to be... Uh, I left the house today for the first time in over a week. That was fun. Back to Football Victoria. Yeah. Nice. Uh, back back to the HQ. Uh, but yeah, uh, obviously it's been a week. Uh, I think a week to the day or the, since the Euro started, I'm pretty sure. Or we, yeah, like yeah. yesterday morning. No, tomorrow morning. Yeah, tomorrow morning. Yeah. 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 So almost a week. By the time this goes out, it'll be a week. Um, the group stage is currently, by the time this comes out, it, the group stage will be more than halfway done. But right, as it stands right now, recording on Wednesday night, um, it is halfway um, done. Halfway through match day two. Um, yeah. So we're just going to give you our thoughts, our takeaways. Obviously, we've learned a bit now, um, uh, a week in, then uh, we've, we've been able to formulate some opinions. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go through that and then we'll touch on some uh, transfers in the men's side of the game later. Yeah, a bit more informed than that uh, preview episode. Yeah, we've listened to that back. <laughs> and, uh, look, the less said about it, the better. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, Will, do, uh, do you want me to kick us off or do you want to kick us off? Um, I can start us off. Yeah, I suppose it was the yeah the, the opener at Old Trafford, right, against Austria, yep. England. It was um, 1-0 win, narrow win. Not not overly convincing, not overly convincing performance from England yeah. against an Austria team that yeah ha- hasn't looked that dangerous in in its other games either. So, but yeah, it, was, it looked like a hectic crowd and, and like a good opener. And they oh, got yeah, the, the win, atmosphere! So. Uh, uh, a friend of the friend of the show uh, was at the game and she said the atmosphere was incredible, electric. Oh, which was Angela there? Yeah, Angela was oh, there, yeah. the opener. Nice, yeah. that's awesome. Um, and so yeah yeah like the, i mean a packed old trafford is always going to be crazy but you like to see that outside uh on display for the women's game is crazy um and even the crowds throughout even the smaller games like you know like in iceland versus belgium have had decent crowds yeah and all the england games like the, the two england games have been nuts but yeah yeah i think I don't think there's too much to take away from the game. I, f- I feel like England were probably worth a couple more goals in the end. I think I remember Hemp. Hemp yeah. played pretty well. I think the coach Serena Wiegmann, she said that like the players were definitely like nervous before the game, and it showed. Like, yeah, they just didn't quite take control of the game the way that they knew that she knew they could. Also, I heard, and 
it makes sense watching Ellen White in the second game, but I heard that Ellen White was still recovering from like an illness. Oh, from COVID. And yeah. she wasn't fully, like she wasn't 100%. But yeah, in the second game, she fucking... Well, yeah, that, that leads us <laughs> straight up to the second game where a game that, like, like you said, because of our, our showing against Austria, I was I was nervous for it, not going to lie. I was like, Norway have absolutely poleaxed Northern Ireland 4-1 in their opening game. Yeah, but yeah, who could have saw this? Uh, who could have saw that coming? Seen that, seen that coming. <laughs> it's, it's been a long week. <laughs> I, d- I definitely didn't. Um, yeah, I definitely didn't see that one coming. I mean, yeah, I feel like there was a lot of there was a lot of Norway errors leading to goals. Mm. Um, it was, but for, for the first few, and then I think once England were up, they just like had that confidence, and then they just kind of rolled them. Yeah. After that, I think it was definitely like the perfect uh, combination of Norway being bad on the day and England being the best they've been in a while on the day. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like yeah, once they went three 0 up within like twenty minutes, yeah, <laughs> they just kind of like turned it on even more. Yeah, I think went with that the, the Fran Kirby's second goal where she like dribbles through like three of their players and then slots it was kind of like, okay, this is where this game's going now. But was that Beth Mead? Oh, sorry, not yeah, yeah, yeah Beth Mead. Yeah, Beth Mead's second goal. And then yeah, the, and there was the hemp cross to Beth Mead, like hit it, like hit uh, Beth Mead on a dime in in, in the six yard box. Yeah. And Ellen White was just bullying oh, that their first defenders. Goal of hers. Yeah, <laughs> just absolutely ragdolls her and yeah. slots it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so yeah, England after a slow start are looking incredible. Um, um, like, like I mean, we we had them to, we had them to finish top of the group anyway. Whether or not that was a bit biased, but yeah. um, justified now I'd say. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to be playing. Yeah, obviously Northern Ireland next. So that should be a. It's an interesting. It's an interesting question that a journalist asked in Serena Vigman's uh, post-match press conference after Norway was, "Do you?" keep the same squad and keep the momentum of the players uh, rolling into the quarterfinal or do you rest and rotate and get everyone game time in this game what would you do I, re- I reckon I'd probably stick with the same same starting 11 and maybe like rotate a bit sooner potentially because yeah. they can they can get up they can get ahead against Northern Ireland pr- like pretty easily I reckon yeah. and then then you can rotate from there so you like I would give them like 45 and then Take off a bunch of players. Yeah, potentially. Do we know if it's three or five subs? I'm I haven't sure. seen a whole lot of subs what, being what made. Was, what was the men's Euros? Pretty sure it was five. It was five, yeah. yeah. But then again, I haven't seen a whole lot of... I mean, this far... I don't, I don't think they're going to stick with five forever and this far out over COVID. Because I don't think England's really considered COVID a thing now for a while. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. But for me personally, I yeah. think I'd, I'd make... I would make one or two I would starting lineup changes... Just to give players that have come off the bench, like maybe, um, uh, uh, I forget, I remember her first name, Alyssa, the striker that came, came on for Ellen White. I can't remember her last name though. Oh, Rousseau, Alyssa Rousseau. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd give her a go because she looks, just get some reps under her and I'd maybe um, uh, give, um, I'd bring on Greenwood the at left back just to give her a go as well. Yeah. But I'd probably keep the core and then, you know, you can bring on your Nikita Parises and, yeah, and, and the like. Yeah, it's an interesting question because, you know, obviously it's a perfect example, but, you know, in, in the context of, of, of like, a, a, like tournament football, I'm not sure that it's the best idea. Like... Mm. You don't want to mess with a good thing. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a very I suppose it potentially a very fragile thing. Like good form 
you know that you need to sustain mm. over over the period of the tournament so yeah i don't know i did i'm I, i'm no manager <laughs> yeah nor am i uh i did see though um i'm just gonna get the li- lineup up I remember Southgate made some slight. Didn't he rest players in one of the? I think he did. The yeah, last, last group game stage against game. Scotland, and we drew. Or something yeah, like that. yeah. And um, it didn't end up having a big effect, but it's just yeah. It's not great. Yeah, I think. But I think I saw only only change that I think could be a good idea, like definitely to make, would be uh, Rachel Daly. I saw her like twist her ankle quite badly in the in the first half, and she I think she played through it, but then Greenwood did eventually come on in the second half. I would maybe just rest her just as a precaution because I feel like left back is a position. Yeah, well, yeah. If if there's a niggle, then yeah, I, I reckon that's clear. But yeah, resting players just to get them ready for the quarterfinals, which is still four days or maybe five days after the last group stage game. Yeah, it's like I don't know. These guys are professionals and probably recover pretty qu- quicker is, than that. This is very true. Yeah. Um, so the next team that uh, I want to talk about that looks uh, much better than I, and to be fair, I didn't really know, but it looked better than I said. I think we gave them credit for in the lead up was France. Yeah. yeah, they were unreal. And against Italy, a team we thought would do okay as well. Like we didn't. I'm not sure if we said we were going to go out of the group, but we did say they'd be all right. Yeah. And yeah, they were put to sword. <laughs> yeah, that they, they were actually like ridiculous. I, was it was it Gayoro yeah, the scored the first half hat trick and then yeah Gayoro and I had um a player another player from France um Diani I'm not gonna try and say her first name yeah she right started winger. on the right wing yeah. and then I think she moved for left yeah she was she was absolutely I remember she absolutely the left back. yeah I remember she did this mad move to like nutmeg the the, the left back and I was like oh. yeah, I'm pretty sure she like fell over afterwards as well it's yeah. just like yeah she she had her own skates but yeah it was very impressive I think. I think we were, we were saying in the preview episode that Italy, based on form, weren't sort of up to scratch yeah. with what we expected of France and what you would expect of Italy at the international sta- stage. But yeah, they got they got embarrassed, and I think it was five nil at half time. It right? was, and then they they got one back in the second half I mean, when France probably France's, just took off yeah. the yeah took the the foot off the gas, <laughs> as it were. Uh, but yeah, so like. It, uh, interesting, it'll be interesting to see how the draw matches up but there'll be a team that will um, cause some headaches in the in the latter stages I think yeah because I th- so I think tomorrow yeah tomorrow morning they're playing Belgium yeah neither Belgium or um, Iceland really impressed me like yeah. that was a bit of a scrappy game yeah like Belgium yeah. didn't didn't score from open play that they, they just got that penalty and Iceland looked a lot more a lot more likely Obviously, sorry, not obviously, but yeah, Iceland is a pretty strong like team, but yeah, Belgium really didn't look convincing no. against them at all. Although I would like to see Iceland go on a run now, just so I can keep hearing their <laughs> all their crazy oh, names. Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> that tripped me out. Yeah, I didn't know what too. was happening for a while. Wait, so the men's team have the same thing? Yeah. But, so like, but it says Sun Renarsson, Sigurdsson. You know, whatever it's in, is like son of the first half of the oh. and it's like Tom Slard or whatever the name was. It's like daughter of yeah that person name. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, I was listening to, it, I was like, Dottier's on a mad <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm like, are they all sisters or cousins or what's going on? Here? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no. Um, I think it's just because when it's sun, you kind of just like blend into the name way better. Like, yeah. Just like Sigurdsson, Rasmussen, Renarsson. I, th- I think, yeah, we're probably just, just used to it or... Yeah. Yeah, I but don't like, know. But like Dottier is like, it's like an extra syllable and just like... Yeah, I suppose it kind of... Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go into like linguistics of Icelandic names. But um, but yeah, they that game was scrappy, but I do think I do agree with you. I do think Iceland would probably be disappointed to not come away with all three points there. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, they, they had that the penalty saved as well, which is yeah, yeah never ideal. Uh, you go, you go. Oh, the 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 next one I was going to talk about actually was um. Sorry, we're not going order in order here at all. Are we? No, 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 no. I've just got man. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, Portugal, Switzerland. That that, that was a pretty hectic it's game. A good game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that I think, whole group is shaping up to be very interesting. Yeah, definitely the most tightly contested in you know in a. A few match days where there's been quite a few blowouts. The two draws in that one so far. And I, I, On the topic of that group, I do think Netherlands and Sweden showed their class at times, but also both their defences kind of cancelled each, each other's attack out. Yeah. I do think when they play against Switzerland and Portugal, they'll show how much... I think they'll they'll eventually show that they're better than those two teams. But I think it was kind of... It was cagey just because it was two super good teams playing against each other. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they, they definitely cancelled each other out. And yeah, with the Portugal game, obviously like what one of the goals of, of the tournament so far in oh, yeah. Switzerland for the opener for that game and then just a hectic fight back from Portugal. That was a that was definitely a, a, one of the better games of the tournament for me. Yeah. I also think that um, Vivian Miedemar didn't get much of a look in, but like she had a one or two moments where I was like, she's dangerous. Like yeah. she, I remember she had this one moment where she like got the ball and she like... Com- completely fainted out the Swedish defender on the turn and then like tried to hit the finesse shot far corner and it, and it went, went a little wide and she was super frustrated but I'm like the way she turned away from her defender there was just like next level yeah and also like I think she helped assist she like she he was very she had a big role in the build up for their goal where she like turns the player down the line and like lets it go through her legs yeah she's just she's just class she's class yeah I, I didn't see too much of Lika Martins did yeah no nah, neither she, I think she had one shot that was a bit tame and that was about it yeah yeah. I think like you say they come, this is like a clash of the heavyweights early on in the tournament so but yeah this yeah. will be the group to watch I think for sure yeah uh, I think the last thing I wanted to touch on in terms of teams that have impressed me so far was uh, Germany uh, I again I didn't really know how good or bad they were going to be but um, blew Denmark out and then pretty can oh I wouldn't say convincing against Spain but like had the rub of the green against Spain. I would say that like Spain have been very um, like also very impressive, especially so. I think something we didn't realize in the in the preview episode was that um, Hermoso had already done her knee. Oh yeah, and then Alexia Patelis, and then Patelis has already gone out, but. I think yeah, like you say, I don't think I don't think Germany's win against Spain this morning was convincing. No, I think it yeah, was was the keeper a bit of a howler for the first one. It was very well finished. Yeah. Afterwards. Oh, and but yeah, like the the yeah, like the keeper kicking it straight to Carla Carla Brul Brul. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and then yeah, the the cross into the box. Was it was it a corner? Yeah, yeah, it was think, a corner. Just like sort of like it was one of those ones where like a bunch of heads go up and it just kind of ricochets off like the back or, or side of one and goes in. Yeah. 
But yeah, that, yeah, I thought Spain had a lot of chances. Exactly, exactly. There was definitely a few chances there that on on another day some of those players would score. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose in the end you do have to give credit to Germany because they've beaten Spain yeah. two 0 who are a very good team, and they had dominated Denmark as well. Yeah, so they'll be they'll be one to watch. Although, yeah, I, Denmark I, again, I I wasn't to know I guess uh, how good or bad Denmark were, but Denmark were not as good as I thought they were going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although like they did they did well in moments against Finland and probably should have won by more um uh this morning. But uh yeah, again I think and like they they like maybe they were warming up in the first game. Like obviously Germany tough team to come up against and that their game against Spain will probably be pretty interesting, but I, I would be surprised if Spain didn't win that, especially seeing as they like it's a must win for them now. Yeah. I think to I think to be fair to fin um to Denmark they they got the job done against Finland and like were dominant and maybe a little bit wasteful in front of goal and then kind of survived a late sort of push from from Finland um and yeah i mean germany were just monster them on, on, yeah. on, on in the first game so it's really funny i think i like woke up and saw my sofa score updates and i was like oh denmark won 4-0 and then i was like watching the highlights and i saw germany go ahead and i'm like Wait, did Denmark win four one? And then I saw Germany score again. I'm like, maybe I got this wrong. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So unless you got any other teams you wanted to talk about, I was going to move on to players that have. Uh... No, I think I, th- I yeah I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. yeah. So I just wanted to talk about a couple of like players that have impressed slash like sort of way too early picks for or not way too early sort of my sort of picks for who will be thereabouts for the player of the tournament okay so obviously we've talked about Grace Gaiora and Diani from France already I reckon if France go deep into the tournament those two will be up there uh, for England I think Beth Mead Georgia Stanway and Kira Walsh are the, the three that have stood out the most to me yeah I think Stanway and Walsh that two in midfield with Kirby have just been unreal yeah um, no Ellen White She's, she, like I said, it, she was hurt a little by the like the COVID first game. Yeah, I think if she grows into it and keeps scoring, then yeah, she'll be up there for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose she, she's also a player I was looking into just before. Who's been around, you know, big tournaments for a long time. So she yeah. probably yeah. Apparently she's either she's like one behind Wayne Rooney's goal scoring, like the same amount of goals that Wayne Rooney scored for England. Yeah, she scored a hundred plus for for England. Yeah, yeah and she's at like international yeah, level. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so Netherlands obviously Miedema I think she'll show in the next two group stage games how good she is uh, Sweden the one player that stood out for me watching that game was um, uh, Aslani she was like the right winger number nine I think she like in the lead up to Sweden's goal I think she like rinsed the the Netherlands left back got in behind into the box oh yeah I saw that they megged him and then yeah, yeah pick, picked out the player perfectly yeah yeah. Uh, and then for I know Norway got rinsed in the second game but uh, I thought in the first game Guru Wrighton she was the yeah she she scored the free kick right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and she yeah. she was I think she did she did a really crazy mazy run in the first half as well beat like four Northern Ireland players yeah so she stood out for me and we'll see if she can um, perform again in the in the last game against Austria yeah. uh, and finally um, I haven't actually noticed too many like, although Germany have been good I haven't noticed apart from Cara Brühl maybe I haven't noticed too many crazy standouts to them. I think they're just being like, like Germany usually is. They're just a very cohesive team. Yeah. Um, but Brule scored the opener 
for the second game, right? Yeah. Well, against Spain. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She she was very good in the first one too. Yeah. 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 And then for Denmark, just the 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 girl, the girl, the leading their leading goal scorer apparently. I think it was Penilla Harder. She's she like she's the one that did that crazy run and then the, didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she stood out for me, but I think I suppose someone that like potentially hasn't been as good as um, we thought they might be. Well, that's a very, a very early in the tournament, so it might be a bit harsh. But Hergerberger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hergerberg, sorry. <laughs> Herger no, no, Berger. I agree. I think she got un- she was unlucky enough to score against Northern Ireland. Had like a shot blocked off the line, and like a couple that went just wide. But yeah, sec- uh, against England, she she was virtually non-existent. Yeah, but early days, early days, early, early days. days. But yeah, out of those names, if you had to call one of them for player of the tournament. Who are you putting your money on? Beth Mead. Me too. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, no, I'm calling it now. Beth. I think, again, probably going with the, the heart a bit there. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, pu- I'm, pu- pu- I'm not putting money on it, but I'm putting my money where my mouth is. <laughs> and uh, Wait, but you're not putting money on it. Yeah. So well, you're not putting uh, any money. <laughs> uh, my chips are down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, Beth Mead, I think Beth Mead's got as good a shout as anyone to win player of the tournament. She's been phenomenal. Like, scored the only goal in the opening games, hat-trick in the second game. I think an assist as well. Like, yeah, that I mean, and also she plays for Arsenal. <laughs> I mean, we, we yeah we, we mentioned it before, but yeah, just that hit the second goal that she scored um, in the Norway game where she just like slalomed like their defenders. It was just yeah, it's a pretty magic magic moment. So yeah, all right. So Beth Mead, you heard it here first. Mead. Um, so uh, I guess we'll we'll reconvene uh, next week um, when we across uh the euros again just to sort of and that by that point it'll be the end of the group stage and we'll be looking towards the quarterfinals so um yeah but like i mean i feel like that's like it's only been a week so there's not a whole lot we can take out of it but that, i feel like that's pretty all-encompassing at least of the teams that we expect to go far i mean there's been teams we haven't talked about probably because they haven't really made much of it yeah and and i suppose we are halfway through the second match day so we've seen more of certain teams than we have of others yeah like netherlands and sweden tomorrow morning will probably both have very good games yeah yeah and that that could sort of be influencing the the picks for player of the tournament mm, yeah if Miedemar goes out and bags a hat-trick tomorrow <laughs> yeah or Giora just dominates against belgium but yeah and and we might have a special guest, or are we? Are we, are we, are we, are we not pre? Okay, right. yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 we might. Hey, just okay. watch this space. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, that's our uh, first week of Euros recap, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, tune in uh, for our second week of Euros recap <laughs> next week. But moving on, uh, we're going to go back to the men's side of the game. Uh, preseason is in full swing. Arsenal came down from two nil to win, beat. Uh, some German team 5-3 congrats <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know <laughs> and United and beat you, Liverpool yeah. 4-0 in Bangkok and they won their first did trophy see, of the season did you see what trophy looked like it's like a stadium and, then it's, and it's just like the match and there's like something coming out of the double <laughs> <laughs> yeah will it be the first of many for Eric Ten Hag at, at United you wonder, did you see the starting lineup for Liverpool though no. It was like some guy, some like teenage kid I've never heard of at left back, some teenage kid I've never heard of at right back, like um, Joe Gomez and Nat Phillips. Yeah, I mean, they did bring on players towards yeah. the end. No, 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 they, they, they did, they did. But I just, I remember looking at that back line, it was like the, the numbers were like 47, 68, 83. And I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was also watching the highlights for that game, and it just it just didn't look like it was. Very, oh yeah, and then Reese very... Williams came on for the third goal, and then just gives the ball to Martial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just looked very scrappy and like just. It looked hot. You know, multiple chances around the goal mouth, like quite often, which yeah. is just like indicative of a pretty scrappy game. And yeah, basically um, nothing to read from from that result. I mean, for one either thing, Liverpool or Manchester United. One thing that a uh, friend of the show, Vinny Hu, uh, said, he said, he said, is one probably the only Manchester thing- United going to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Um, he said that United. It's the only good thing to see is just United like trying and pressing. Yeah, he's like they've. He's like they they ran more. They ran more. They've run more in this game than they did in the last six months of last season. Yeah, and I'm like. It's one game. We'll see how long it lasts. But I guess if you're going to take positives from somewhere. True. And to be fair, he probably watched the full game. So that's, that's, he, a, that's yeah. a fair, fair takeaway. He did. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched like 20 minutes of the last 20 minutes of the first half. And then the first five minutes of the second half. and was like, this game's shit. <laughs> I don't know. I think Everton aren't on their preseason tour yet. I'm pretty sure they're still in training in, in, in Liverpool. Because they're coming to Sydney, right? No, that's in November. That's in November. Oh, wait, what? Oh, yeah. is that like while the World Cup's going on? They're going to the US for their preseason tour, but I don't uh, know when. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Arsenal's playing Everton in, the, in their US tour as well. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know how it's going to line up, but it must just be just before the World Cup, which is a bit strange. It might be like all the players that aren't going playing for England, so like Jordan Pickford probably won't be there. True, And true. Dom probably won't be there. Well, yeah, it's if Dom makes it. So all the good players won't be there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Anthony Gordon. <laughs> and actually, on that note, um, Manchester United are now in Melbourne. Oh, as, yeah. As we speak. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, the game against Crystal Palace is coming up. Yeah. Yeah, well, well that'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to go to the open training session. <laughs> I think the tickets are, like, super expensive, yeah. too. Yeah. I'll, watch, I'll watch the game on Channel 10, but that's about it. Yeah. Uh, but yes, transfers, transfers, transfers. I think I've written down six to get through. Um, plus, I think you've got one that isn't on this list. Uh, so I've Malab- got a few for for a Wil- Wilby's Whispers. Wilby's Whispers, yeah. all right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> all right, well, it seems to be the ones that I've uh, written down. Uh, Tyrell Malassia, is that how you say it? Yeah, I've only ever tried to pronounce his second Malassia, name. Malassia, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, I mean, in, in one half of preseason football, he looked handy. Yeah. Better than Luke Shaw. <laughs> Yeah, and at and the ver- at the very least, it's a bit of competition. He seems like a good player, and it's probably going to be the first choice. But yeah, yeah, hopefully, it'd be good to see Luke Shaw. I don't know, get a rocket up him as well. Yeah, yeah. especially for England as well. The yeah, World Cup. I mean, if Ben Chilwell's back, I'm not too worried. But Ben Chilwell's fitness is a big question mark. So yeah, um, but yeah, like I also heard like a rumor on Reddit or something that apparently like Malassia in his first training session just like showed up everyone in the United team. Just yeah. like, just like, not just quality, but like effort. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of like shift that needs to happen in the, in the whole squad to get to the level that Ten Hag wants. But Malassia's come in straight away and is already at, seems to be at that level. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, we've spoken about it at length, but yeah, they, they need that hunger and yeah, just effort, just straight yeah. up effort. But I, I, I like the vision in that signing. He's young, he's good, he's hungry. Yeah. Um, uh, next one it's happened a little while ago and we've spoken about it off air but uh, Sebastian Allure to Dortmund that hadn't yeah. happened the last time we recorded an episode so yeah I mean it's, he's not he's not Erling Haaland but it's a good signing yeah it's definitely a good signing he's he'll, he'll do very well in um, 
in the German league. He obviously struggled a little bit to just get the sort of numbers in the Premier League. But yeah, he he set that record on the Champions League um, with Ajax, and yeah, it's, a, it's a astute also the, signing. The sixth signing Dortmund have made this offseason already. Oh really? Yeah, they're going mad. How much do we know? How much Haller Haller costs cost? I think it was in in the realm of thirty to thirty five million euros. Mm. Pretty good. Yeah, it's just again, just astute from from a club that just does it consistently. Yeah, runs yep. so super well. Uh, okay, here's the here's the big one: Richarlison to Spurs. Oh uh, yeah, fuck, we haven't spoken about <laughs> yeah. this. How you feeling? <laughs> I mean, I think when I first saw the rumor, I felt quite not very good about it. Mm. But I don't know. I've I've kind of come to terms with it, and you know, he he wanted to go and play at a higher level. You know, he's got the opportunity to play with play in the Champions League um, at Tottenham and like with some obviously world-class players. So you can't hate him that much for no. it. And but like, you, you are going to hate him though. <laughs> yeah, I will. I probably will eventually, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, I think he's definitely the type of player that if he's not on your team, he's very frustrating. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also I think Everson got a good amount of money for him in the end. What was it, 50 million pounds? Yeah, I think that I've seen a lot of stuff on social media saying that he's he's nowhere near worth. He's definitely worth that. Much. Yeah, I think he's, you know, maybe we got a good price for him, but I think it's still a good signing. Because like you got to factor in, he's what twenty four. Like, yeah, he's still super young. I think it's decent for for everyone involved. Yeah, it yeah. just depends on how you guys invest that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope hope hopefully we do something half decent with it. Um. But yeah, well, does cool. he start for Spurs? I don't, I don't know. Him or Kulusevski? Yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it? But I suppose they're, they're going to be playing a lot of football, and they're going to need it. But that wasn't the question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd I, I'd I'd go with Richarlison just because I I love Richarlison. Yeah. I know I, Kul- I know Kulusevski's well. been really good, and this and this like maybe a hot take from both of us. But I would also go Richarlison. I don't mm-hmm. know. I I think everyone doesn't rate Richarlison because he's played for Everton and his numbers aren't that good but like he was not in a good team last season especially yeah Um, and surrounded by players like Kane and so on he'll flourish especially with like he was often like you know man marked out of games because teams could afford to do that because it wasn't really another attacking threat yeah in that Everton team last season he'll he'll be one on one if that most most games this season next season yeah exactly like he would he would score with very few chances yeah. at, at Everton. He's going to have a lot, a lot more chances playing alongside uh, Son and Kane. Yeah, I mean, Kulusevski is very good as well. I, I think another thing that Rashalison has got um, over and above Kulusevski is that he's done it in the Premier League for for a longer time. He did it at Watford quite well in the Premier League, and he's done it at Everton. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. he can do it with Tottenham. Also, I think another thing that I think um, Richarlison adds to that Spurs attack that um, can give them a new dimension is uh, his aerial ability. Up until now, it's just Kane. Like, he's been the only aerial threat True. in, in their attack. And, like, their attack doesn't doesn't centre around that. But if you look at Conte, Conte offences in the past, yes, it's a lot of counter-attacking football, but the way he plays with, like, the wide, with, like, the, the three at the back and the, and the wing backs, there's, a lot of, there's also a, a lot of scope for crosses into the box, and Richarlison excels yeah. in that area. So Yeah, he's extremely good in the air, yeah. 
No, that's definitely a good one. And like, obviously, when Kane drops deep as well, he, he can swing balls in pretty well. And yeah, and also he's um, a pretty he's quicker than Kulisevsky. So having Son and Kane running, uh, Son and Richarlison running from Kane through balls. Yeah. Another again another. Yeah, I mean they're really sport for options now because yeah. they've also got per- Perisic, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, and Lucas Moura is still there. Yeah. I don't think they've got rid of Bergvine yet. I think no, didn't I thought Ajax confirmed they got. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, but still. Yeah, and I think they got. And then if they don't loan him out, they've, they've got Lachelso back. Yeah. So, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think Mora will stay? I don't know. I haven't heard any rumors. I haven't heard any rumors about him leaving. And if he's if he's happy to be a rotational off the bench piece, then it's a good piece to have. Yeah. Just the last thing on Richarlison, he 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 went to Finch Farm the Everton training facility before he left and took photos with all the um, like the kit men and stuff which was a sort, oh, I, thought, a sort I think of nice he, he touch. does care a lot about anything he yeah, plays for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anyway um, moving on uh, Raheem Sterling to Chelsea has been confirmed I think we talked about this a little bit when it was rumoured but it's confirmed now um, yeah that's uh, yeah it's an unreal signing could probably show Havertz and Werner a thing or two in that front line yeah yeah no it's just huge um, yeah massive for Chelsea he's slowly filling up the top English team's bingo sheet yeah <laughs> yeah and like just also a chance to reflect on you know and it like an incredible um, part of his career at Manchester City oh, yeah. where a lot of a lot of people gave him a lot of shit when he when he moved to Man City from Liverpool I think he won like seven major trophies or something like that. Four leagues. Um, Maybe it was 11. Four leagues, a couple of FA Cups, uh, definitely a couple of League Cups. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. But yeah, uh, unreal player. Um, and he's only 27 still. Yeah, I feel like he's been around for ages. Yeah. And to be fair, he has been playing in the Premier League for 10 years, but only 27. Still got plenty to give. Yeah, I think it just it goes to show a little bit, like because even I didn't think you know that he had, had had done that well, but I feel like he is definitely a little bit disrespected. Oh yeah, yeah, big time, big time. By the, by the media, just from all the shit, like 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 ever since he started getting in shit, you know, for the like, the gun tattoo on his leg or whatever, there's just been this sort of air, this unspoken air around him that he's never quite been up to scratch, where he definitely has been consistent yeah. performer for England. Like one of the one of the top scorers for City in his time up there, like yeah, yeah, he was so good in that Euro campaign. Yeah, like yeah, very mature player and yeah, Chelsea very lucky, lucky to get him. Yeah, sucks. I hate I hate seeing Chelsea do well. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I, I suppose that's also the first uh, signing of the Todd Bowley era mm. at Chelsea. So it's Bowley time. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of in time. Um, but yeah, I suppose just picking up where Abramovich left off. Yeah. Just just getting the best players and stacking the team. Pay, paying what you have to. Yep. Um a bit more on Chelsea later with Mubi's Whispers, but oh wait, you'll have to wait for that one. Uh next one I've got written down is Rafinha to Barca. I think is I think apparently an official statement from the club today. Yeah, I think it's he, the, I saw here we go. Yeah. yeah. Where the fuck have uh, Barca sorry <laughs> getting intensive but where have they got the money from they're supposed to be owing Frankie de Jong like 17 million in wage in deferred wages they're like supposed to be 500 million in debt or whatever it is where have they got 67 million from to pay for it 
Yeah, I don't make know. Make it make They just signed Usman Dembele to another contract for another two-year extension on his contract. Yeah. Where? Like, do they just... Where is this money? <laughs> yeah, it's confusing as well because obviously Messi left because they couldn't offer him, you know, the contract that he wanted yeah. in order to stay. And now, yeah, they're throwing money all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, get it. Like, hey, happy for Rafinha. He wanted that movie, got it, but... Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how they have, how they can, unless the, unless he's agreeing to like pay, play for them for like twenty k a week or something like that, but I doubt it. Mm. I think he definitely would be on a lower contract than Chelsea were going to offer him. Oh yeah, but because um, he, he wants to play there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it 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 just seems dodgy. Like yeah, like it seems like surely they're breaking some sort of financial fair play or something yeah and apparently they still want to go in for um uh Lewandowski, Lewandowski. really yeah yeah surely uh, it's impossible they're, they're a shifty bunch yeah Barcelona, let me tell you yeah um and they, and they yeah they just like I know it's like it's not as expensive but I'm pretty sure they just signed they signed Lee Martins in there for their women's team for a, a decent amount of money as well yeah right like, it's just like Make it make sense. Um, last one I have on my list of things is Dean Henderson. I'm not, I think on loan to Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Really, really good signing for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was obviously at his best when he was playing for, or at least in the Premier League, when he was playing for um, Sheffield United. And obviously, assume it will be a relatively similar situation to, to, to yeah. that. So, yeah, it's definitely a great signing for Nottingham and Forest. And, yeah, I think... Because uh, I, 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 when he signed for them, I'm like, don't they have that Bryce Samba guy who was super good? But then Bryce Samba went and signed for Ren in League One, so I did. It he. all works out. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's the perfect move for him to make his claim to be at the World Cup as well. I think he's he's a keeper that's when he's playing, he's good enough to be in that World Cup team. So yeah, true. And it also means there's pressure now on Ramsdale because Nick Pope, if 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 he's playing, will will be in. He's just an unbelievable keeper, and then we were between Henderson and Ramsdale for that third spot. Oh, because Pope went to Newcastle, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. going to be interesting. Ramsdale's second half of last season wasn't very good. So, do you think that Pope can push Pickford? No, no. You reckon Pickford's untouchable? Yeah. He's going to be there, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, like just look at how he look. Look at how, look at how his season, his second half of last season for Everton. Yeah, and look at every game he's ever played for England. Like, there's just zero reason to drop him yeah yeah and I mean in the context of you know Gareth Southgate picking players the way that he picks players based on his kind of like past relationships yeah, yeah. but even if it, like, even if you were picking it on form he's you'd still pick Pickford yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway enough of, enough of me it's time for Wilby's Whispers <laughs> that's a great little uh, we need like a jingle as well no so the first whisper <laughs> <laughs> from Willby <laughs> is, um, well, it's not so much a whisper. I mean, Fabrizio Mara is supporting it, but <laughs> Koulibaly, um, what's his first name? Kalidou. Kalidou Koulibaly. Great name. Yeah. Um, has agreed personal terms with Chelsea, um, but Napoli apparently still, well, Napoli and Chelsea haven't reached an agreement and apparently Napoli are not that keen to let him go still. Yeah. And the reported bid that Chelsea wanted to make was like 35 million euros or something which is not a lot yeah for, it's, it's for a centre back that good yeah 
and and I think you were saying just before off 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 air that um yeah there was bids in the range of like eighty million yeah they rejected they rejected a bid from I think United for eighty million last 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 transfer window yeah when, when, and then United went and got Sancho instead yeah um so yeah but yeah anyway I mean it seems like a perfect signing for Chelsea like losing potentially still losing as, as Piliqueta have already lost Christensen another signing for Barcelona yeah um, I think that was a free though to be fair um, yeah it, it'd be a great signing signing for them for yeah, sure yeah I mean him next to Thiago Silva yeah uh, it's just a, it's just a like for like for Rudiger in my mind yeah and I'm not he's, I'm not saying he's, been, he's better than Rudiger Rudiger's a great defender but Kalidou Koulibaly has also shown in a back four as a two centre back parent you can play well whereas Rudiger hasn't shown that as much yeah yeah for sure uh, yeah it's it's interesting with rudiger like he, he was kind of like average for a while and then it just last couple of seasons as soon as, as soon as he went into a back three system yeah good yeah. Um, I, i'm not going to try and sound too cynical he's a good defender but there are definitely factors at play we're not convinced <laughs> <laughs> actually i'm not sure if this is a whisper but um this is not part of the official segment but apparently ake is um, on Chelsea's radar as well. Oh, really? Yeah. They're buying him back. Nathan Ake, yeah. Because he was originally from Chelsea on loan to Bournemouth, then sold to Bournemouth, and then City bought him from Bournemouth. Yeah. So he's a, I think he's a Chelsea Academy guy. Yeah. I think... Solid signing. It's, it's solid. We're, I mean, we haven't seen him play much for City. No. But I um, feel like he every time he's played, he, like, I think he's done fine. Yeah. I mean, it's just so hard. That City's team is just so deep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it depends how much that they can get him for. But I yeah. mean, I don't know if it, I, I feel like that's a sideways move for Ake though. It's not really you're not moving. You're not going to be a nailed on starter. You're going from you know a rotational piece in one team to a rotational piece in another in another team. I don't know. I, or I re- maybe in the three centre back system. Yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon because they play a three centre back system, and given the centre back exodus from Chelsea, I reckon he's got yeah, would true. see him as more of a chance there. Um. But yeah, it's relatively sideways. Um, another one is Keen Lewis Potter. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> so he played for Hull City in the Championship um, for for the last few seasons, and he he seems to be a pretty highly rated um, young English talent. So he's gone from Hull City to Brentford. Oh, interesting. On a five-year contract. Ooh. And apparently Everton were also interested in, in this guy as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, speaking yeah. of Everton, James Tarkovsky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I <didn't> that. <laughs> that's no longer a whisper. That's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a confirmed. That is a great signing. That is a very good signing. That is though, a great yeah. signing, by the way. Who, 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 who's, who starts next to him? Keane? Is Mina... No, gone? I think I or think is, Godfrey, I think ideally Godfrey is, is Mina gone or is he? Staying? No, he's still there. He's still there. He's still there. But yeah, now now we've got quite a few options. I mean, Holgate was playing well. Wait, who did you just mention? Kane, Kane. Godfrey, Tarkovsky, Mina. Um, yeah, but I, I think ideally I'd have Godfrey there, and um, and and we get a right back as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, back to the whispers. Um. Yeah, so Keane Lewis Potter. I mean, it's not a it's not a huge signing, but I mean, it, I didn't know it's, about it's, it. It's it's yeah. one to um, one to watch. It's one to watch come come the next Premier League season, and the last one is United meeting with Ajax today. Oh yeah, 
to discuss uh, Lissandra Martinez. Oh, Lissandra. I, I kind of forgot about that. I was kind of put on the back burner because I heard they, Lissandra, uh, so Ajax were like, we want we want minimum 45 million plus add-ons. United were like, here you go. Then like, no, 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 we want 50 million. United were like, here we go. And then they're like, no, 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 we want 60 million. United were like, what? <laughs> Classic United just being like absolutely... Mugged off. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Um, but yeah, apparently like the, the next couple of days are going to be key for the move and Lissandra Martins is keen to leave Ajax. I'm not sure whether he's keen on, on United, but yeah, obviously there's a link. I think he's keen to play for Ten Hag. Yeah. And I mean, we've been talking about the fact that um, they need a CDM slash new yeah, center, he center, would, center half. He's yeah. Perfect. He would start every single game. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the center of the park, just chuck him in front of the back four. Like, he would, yeah, he he would transform their team. Yeah, and it seems like a much more important signing than the Frankie De Jong deal, which is just turning into an absolute circus. Oh, you hear something they need, new. They each need to day. leave that one behind. I reckon it's yeah. not worth it. Yeah, like eighty-five million or something is rumored that United are ready to pay for him. Like, yeah, you can spend that money somewhere else. Plus the wages that Barcelona are in, you know, oh Frankie. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and and for me, like. He doesn't seem that important a signing. No, nah. just like just doesn't. It's a, it's 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 a, it's. I feel like it's a luxury signing. Yeah, I feel like you, there's there's more urgent areas that you need to address if you're united than that. Yeah. Um. The last thing I want to say, uh, if is that is that your that's the end of Wilby's whispers, whispers for this week. Um, <laughs> two things. Sorry. First thing. Um. Uh, I just remember uh, Clement Lenglet I think has signed for Spurs oh yeah that's right I don't Lauren. think it's a very good signing um, but we'll see I mean we speak about how players can be um, you know, centre backs in particular can be shielded and look a bit better in, in, a, back in a back three so yeah, maybe maybe there's some in there um, but yeah well, that remains to be seen but lastly uh, Harry Maguire to remain as captain Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Let's end on this. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I think it would have been a massive call for him to strip the captaincy, but I think it would have been the right call. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I, I think he's. It's not just because of how bad he performed. It was just certain things he did that weren't what a captain should do. Like it's the stuff about you know like oh if I'm so bad like I wouldn't be in the team every week and like saying that you know and like never like he was he it was always like even when he'd have a bad game he's like oh you know we've got to be better it's, he never like fronted up and was like I've got to be better mm. and there's just and there's and there's like just other certain little things I I I've got nothing against Harry Maguire I think he's a probably a very good guy and I think he's a better player than he played last season but I don't think right now he's the right man to be captain of that team while he's trying to refine some form and refine some confidence yeah yeah well we, I, I basically agree with you yeah. <laughs> but it's just I mean I, I, I suppose you, you, you wonder what sort of happened potentially even at a higher level I think we've spoken about it in the past especially we definitely spoke about it when Ralph Ragnick came in is that there's probably a directive from up above that you know we pay we spent eighty million on this guy. If we strip him of the captaincy, is worth nothing. Yeah, potentially not worth that much now anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe that's just part of the deal of you know we're going to back you on the transfer market, but we can't just let this asset just go flat sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, true. But, but yeah. I I agree. It, it 
It just seems like David De Gea should be the captain of Man United. Like it's the it's the most sensible pick for me. Yeah. Like I don't really get any like why it would be anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Like he shows leadership, like in post match interviews. Like he seems to like he shows the most passion for the club, at least like publicly, like online and stuff. I think he's genuinely passionate about yeah. the club. Um, and 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 he, 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 you can tell he's a leader that is respected around the club, and he's their best player. Yeah, like there's a multitude of factors. Yeah, it is bizarre. And yeah, I suppose the other thing is it's like it's like a chance to sort of you know make a new start sort yeah. of thing. And like and and if Maguire, if because like, like hey, Maguire may well find the form that he had two seasons ago and might be much better this season, but a season as bad as he had last season, it's not that uncommon for that to be a turning point in a player's career where they're never as good as again. Mm. And if if that turns out to be the case this season Maguire makes a few a few errors leading to goals early in the first 10 week 10 weeks of the season it's going to be really tricky situation having him as captain again yeah and then it's like is is Ten Hag because I know like the the asset stuff does that come to he has to start every game because he was seems to be undroppable for Ranić or Oli and is is he still undroppable even in Ten Hag's team like if he's captain and all that yeah, I, I I suppose there is still scope f- to have a different approach to the way he's been treated. Like like you're sort of saying, like you know, maybe he's you know sat him down and said, you know, something something to the effect of you know if you don't play well, you like you know you've got a chance here to kind of make things right, and yeah. and and if you don't, then. I'll make them right for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're out. Because, you know, they can change who the captain is halfway through the season, which would be... Huge. Amazing. Arsenal, amazing Arsenal news. From, Arsenal from three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Granite Shaka. Oh, Michael. that's right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see what happens. That's for sure. Yeah. Jeez, we love talking about you. Yeah, we really do. It's so fun to talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, that will uh, do us for this week. Uh more expect probably a little bit less transfer news next week because I think it's kind of that period where like a bunch of teams are on preseason now so the deals aren't going to happen as fast yeah because I feel like a lot of teams tried to get deals done before they went overseas uh, but expect a lot more Euros content uh, next week um, with uh, us two and potentially a third watch this space yeah because we'll 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 potentially be previewing. Well, we'll be previewing the the knockout rounds. We will, hopefully, we will. in a a better fashion than we did for the group stage. Yeah, we'll, we'll know a lot. We'll, we'll know a lot more by then. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, and yeah, you heard it here first. Beth Mead is going to win play of the tournament, and England are going to win the Euros. It's coming home. Bye bye. <laughs>